Hello, my name is Peter Barron, and on behalf of SOAS Radio and FlukyTrigger.co.uk, I'd like to welcome you to the Lost Property Office, the podcast that discusses the lost, the found, and the profound. Only last week we proved that communism was better than capitalism, and that there are some very, very nice people in Cuba. We all lose stuff. Why, only in the week I found out about a time when a seminal punk band's frontwoman lost a legal case. It was against a Native American tribute band, and in particular their singer, who herself turned out not to be Native American at all. Said tribute singer was also an assistant chef in the world's only subterranean Japanese restaurant which specialised in using beef fat in its role. An admittedly complicated story, handily and admirably shortened to Susie Sue sued a pseudo Sue Susie Sue suet Susie Sue chef in a sewer. My guest is holding her head in her hands. That was a joke that was made up particularly for Magnus Anderson's birthday on Friday. Um, nevertheless, in the Lost Property Office, I'll be guiding a guest to go through the items they've lost and found and hoping to distract them with some items that have been lost that aren't their own. Because this is not just a fake podcast, Lost Property Office. This is a real university lost and found. I've invited my guest to have a rummage around there and see what she can find. So welcome to this week's intrepid Lost Propertyer, Alex Campbell. Hello, Pete. Hello, Alex. Um, so, I'm sorry about that joke, but I did have to get it in. Um, it was awful. It was It was really quite bad, wasn't it? So yeah. I'm quite proud of it. Um, <laughs> a terrible joke for the new decade. Yes, indeed. Well, yeah. What, yeah. Yeah, decade Whatever. might be pushing it a bit. So you've been downstairs. You've, you've looked at the office. What, what struck you about uh, the, the tat-filled room? That there were lots of duvets and clothing, and it was like a scout jumble sale that had gone terribly wrong. It was like an explosion in the scout jumble sale. It is, there is a duvet down at the moment, which I do want to get rid of. Mm. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's got a purple and cerise duvet cover as well, and yeah. I don't think anyone ever le- loses a clean duvet. No. That's what worries me the most about it. I never have. No, indeed. Have you ever lost a duvet? No. Okay, well, that brings us on to our first question. <laughs> Good. I mean, I mean uh, what have you lost? Um, in particular, what have you lost of personal or greatest personal monetary value? Of um, very personal nature, I have lost in the past a urine sample on a bus. A urine sample? Yes. This would be your own urine sample? Yes, I don't. Because I mean, you could be. You could have been working for, um, you know, the the urine school. Yes. Or, yeah. You know, there must be. There must be people who take take courses in urine. I don't want to think about no, that. No, I can understand, yes. Um, yeah, now I was going to the doctors to register. They'd asked me to take a sample of my urine and right. given me a little uh, tube, which I'd, you know, put urine in, in yes. traditional fashion. Yeah. <laughs> and um, got on a bus to go to the doctors and got to the doctors, realised that I no longer had the sample in my bag, which right. meant it, must it have was fallen out. somewhere on the bus, probably. My name was written on the tube, so... Okay. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, obviously, this is a relatively indelicate subject, so I don't want to go into the ins and outs of it. <laughs> so all I'm going to ask is, what, what, what bus number was it? Well, it was um, around Brixton area, so I, was, I think it might have been the two. Okay. I think. No. Now, <laughs> surely the number two would be a different kind of sample altogether. It would. Um, but where does the number one bus go? I don't know. Uh, number that. one goes to New Cross, I think. It goes... Or round Rotherhithe. Or round, somewhere around there. I could find out for you if you win. Well, we'll come back to that after record. If we so that I out. can then go and leave a sample on the appropriate <laughs> bus. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> did you, did, well, I mean, when you got to the doctors um, mm-hmm. and, and you didn't have the sample, how, how did you feel? It, it was an emotion I'd never really felt before of embarrassment, disappointment in myself for losing something and yeah. also just this sense of somewhere out there is my we. 
Yes. Well, a lot of places out there is your we, but it is probably diluted with lots of other people's Yes, and we. it doesn't have my name written on it. No. I, well, in some ways it carries a little marker <laughs> of you wherever you go. Um, I'm not a dog. I'm not like... <laughs> but, but it would work that way. Um, I, I don't really want to dwell on this much longer. No, should we leave the... the well, because obviously I, when I ask this question, um, I always ask... What is the greatest the item of greatest personal monetary value? <laughs> and actually, this isn't very high on that front. I mean, actually, when, when you went into the doctor, what did you say to the doctor? When he said, "Have you got that sample?" Or were you supposed to give it into a receptionist? I was supposed to give it to the receptionist, and I went. I think I put my hand in my bag to find it, and and I can't find it. And because she might have been worried, was it a little glass tube? No, plastic. plastic. Oh, plastic. One, I was about to say, if it was glass, it could have broken. No, or, no, it's plastic. Was she worried that it might have leaked in your bag? Did she give you? Did you give you another tube too? Yeah, yeah, I had to go and. Uh, and you do it in their toilet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've spent quite a long time on this, haven't we? We have now, but yeah. you brought it up, and and obviously, did, I'm fascinated yeah. by you losing your urine. It's, okay, <laughs> is there something else you might want to mention? Maybe of personal personal monetary value that's greater. Um, I can't. Not really. I lost. I've lost at the moment. I'm hoping that I've not lost something, but it's. I can't find it, so it is right. lost, but I'm hoping it will turn up what, again. What is it? Um, it's a 50 peso Chilean coin. Right. Only um, in 2009, the Chilean Mint, um, basically, they had one job to do, which was to print their coins. Yeah. Or press them. Press them, yeah. And they they produced a batch of 50 peso coins that had misspelt chili on them. Right, so from a from a coin collector's point of view, these are probably quite worth worth a bob or two. Well, I look. Well, how on many eBay. do they make? How many do they make? A reasonable amount. They're like yeah. five p's. Basically, you don't just print like one or two press no. one or two coins. <laughs> no, but um, my friend who lives in Chile was able to find one of these for me and sent it to me after I'd come back from Chile to visit her, and it oh. was so very very personal then. Yeah, know. very. It was you know it was very exciting and how stupid to write the name of your country wrong on a coin. And, and it's not as if there are a lot of letters in Chile. No. Do they, they spell it the same? The, the Chile is spelled Chile. Yeah. There's, yeah. An act, is there, there's an accent on the E, right? In I don't the, think there is. So it's just Chile. No, but the, the, L is, the L is definitely an L, not an I. Right. It's so not it's, Chi. <laughs> oh, that would be a great Scrabble word, though. Fantastically useful Scrabble <laughs> word. But Chi, so uh, it's, I can understand how they did it. It's a very similar shaped letter, the L and the I. The, yeah, the baby L and the, and the capital I. Um, come on. Yeah, you no, check. I, yeah, I would get, but it's you know when when you're doing proofreading of any document you make, it's the title you don't look at. It's the True. it's those bits that you don't you know you, you put your name in the bottom of it and you spell your own name wrong and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So it's whilst it's not forgivable, it's understandable. Yeah. Um, and so that's rattling around your flat. You think? Um, when I was moving house, I was packing in quite a hurry, yeah. and I remember picking up this coin and thinking I should put this somewhere safe. Put it in my trouser pocket. Right. And I haven't seen it since. Oh. And washing machine, maybe? Well, no, because I've been... I've moved house. Okay. I've yeah. been to a number of washing machines and... Oh, sad. How much, how much is 50 pesos? I'm, 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 I'm maybe it's, a little bit, you know, uh, I'm guessing that it's probably not worth much. In Chile, it's worth about 5p, I right. think. In On eBay. Well, that peso, that 50 pesos. Yeah, on that one, it was about nine quid. Right. Could have I sold mean, it for. As, as anyone on Antiques Roadshow would say, you would never sell it. It's worth so oh, much God, more no. to you personally. <laughs> but if you were down on your luck... Yeah, that could, you know, that could fund at least a day for me. Yes. 
poverty, yes, avoidance. Well, yeah, it'll keep you on the right side of the uh, debt collector. Exactly. Yeah. You know? When when the man from Wonga dot com comes round your door. Yes. Um, actually, I'm, I'm not suggesting you'd be <laughs> foolish enough to do anything with Wonga dot com. I really, really wouldn't, and I would not like to think I was endorsing them in any way by mentioning them here. No, they're shit. Um, yes. So anyway, um, <laughs> what? Okay, so we've done the losing. What have you found? Uh, well, I was trying to think about this. I I think I've found very little. Okay. I don't seem to come across stuff. I um, about ten years ago found a photo card from some that somebody else had dropped on the floor, which is just a guy called Bob, mm-hmm. and he's got Did a moustache. No, it's just a London transport photo card, mm. and the photo is of this man with an amazing moustache, looking quite stern. How how big was the moustache? Oh, proper not not handlebar moustache, mm. but a good coverage of you know a Ron Jeremy sort. of I was about to say because actually the, the way we describe them is by reference to the celebrity who most uses them. Yeah, so yeah. Hence the eternal battle between uh, Hitler and Charlie Chaplin. Oh, uh, yeah. But that's actually good because there's one good toothbrush moustache, which is Chaplin's, and uh, one bad one, one evil one, which is Hitler's. Are you saying Chaplin cancels Hitler out? No, because Chaplin wasn't so good. And I'm sorry to some of my friends who like silent film. Um, Chaplin wasn't good enough to counter the pure, unadulterated evil of Hitler. No, I can, I can see that makes sense. But moustache-wise, maybe. Buster, if Buster Keaton had had a moustache, then maybe. <laughs> but that's, that's Tragically. Fine. So, photo card, that's, that's kind of it. Yeah. And finding. Yeah. Um, Do you ever try to pass yourself off as said person? As Bob? Yeah. Oh, often, but how, how, it just doesn't you, work. How do you know his name was Bob? It had his name on it. It just says, it, yeah, under name, Bob. it just says Bob in capital letters. So it was Bob like Sting or Madonna? I don't know, but Bob, he's Bob. Well, Bob, if you're yeah. out there and you lost your, um, you lost your, you, you don't have it anymore, do you? I do, yeah. You still have it, so if yeah. you lost your photo card ten years ago and you haven't replaced <laughs> it and have been unable to buy any kind of travel card <laughs> since because of this embarrassment, then get in touch and we yeah, can... Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm on the internet, he can... He can, he can you remind know. you. Yeah, the, the yeah. moustache in particular, because he may have shaved the moustache off now, so I didn't need it. Yeah. Um, well, but, I'd want to see some identification from him to make sure he's definitely Bob. Yeah. So, you know... But he hasn't got it, you've got the identification. <laughs> it's, it's a terrible catch-22 for Bob, but that's his fault, he shouldn't have lost it. It's. It, I have this problem. I mean, so you're. it does strike me that you're not much of a loser. Thanks. No, <laughs> you, you don't sound. I mean, we've had plenty. We have people, people on the show who lose stuff all the time. But yeah. it strikes me you're quite good at not losing stuff. I'm generally. very good at not losing stuff because I get so upset if I do. Mm. I put a lot of measures into place to make sure I don't lose stuff. It's that sensation, that that sort of heart in the mouth sensation well, when it, you lose something. It's incre- It's really frustrating, and I won't. If I've lost something, I won't really stop until I find it. I remember when I was really quite small, I'd lost a doll, mm. small, tiny, tiny doll, about three inches tall. And I forced my dad to turn the house upside down until we found it, and it took hours and hours and hours. Sounds worthwhile to me, though. Oh, yeah, I definitely wanted that doll. Yeah, and rightly so. Um, so you've been downstairs. I say what we have in, as part of the show is we uh, ask you to rummage through that space, mm-hmm. um, come up with a couple of items and uh, some music, because people do lose CDs and MP3 players. So I'd like you to pass me over your music. Okay. Uh, would you describe me the uh, the? It's on a CD. It's on a. It's a CD that someone's burned, and uh, they've uh, the exclamation marks are Spanish, and it appears to say "Baila Balcon." And there's a random dot above the A, which I don't think is any kind of punctuation. But there you go. Um, so, so it could I'm be guess- a mixture of Balcon, Baile Funk, or I, th- I think it's 
Balkan dance music or Balkan dancing, and here you go. It sounds like fun. Which track would you like me to play off this? I have no idea how many tracks are on there, so let's go with four. Okay, yes. If there's, if there's not enough, if, if the Bailey Funk yeah. Balkan crossover hasn't stretched to <laughs> four tracks, well, let's find out what this sounds like. Oh, there's 19 tracks on here. 19, thank goodness yeah, for that. So um, it's quite long, so we might end up talking over a bit of it, but let's okay. give it a fair crack of the whip, a fair shake of the sheet stick. Let's go. Let's go. Our uh, initial uh, instincts on this were pretty much great. Well, I think yeah. the Bailey Funk bit's not there, but definitely the Balkan dance music is going on here. Yeah, it's um, jaunty. Let's let's let it roll in the background. So you you as we were playing that, you realised there was another finding story you just wanted to briefly mention. Yes, uh, for the last calendar year, myself and I think five other people on Twitter were seeing how much money we could find on the floor mm-hmm. in our daily perambulations. So you're not going out of your way? No, no, it's just whatever you... Like, if you see a penny, if you see whatever... You pick you, it up and then you'll have a... Yes, although I, I have found almost a year's worth of pennies and I don't think I had a, a lucky day each day, so mm. that... that 2012 wasn't a brilliant year for you, was it? So there were a few no, it was a pretty there. dreadful year, but yes. Yeah. Um, Would it count? I mean, does does the bottom of a fountain count as the floor? No, we weren't allowed to raid charity boxes or anything like that. Or it drop had money to... yourself and then pick it up again. No, that was definitely not allowed. Yeah, but it was it was interesting. At first, you have this um, embarrassment because you're picking up coppers off the floor, yeah. and you want to say to people, "It's part of an experiment. I'm going to tweet about it." Yeah, I'm not just super. I'm just not superstitious and you know, yeah, stupid. And but I was also hoping to find a lot more, but I didn't. I. In total, I got £14.60. Okay. And there were other people playing the game who would find notes 
And I, I, th- I feel that notes should have been left out of it because they, they just skew it so yes. massively. And I think also notes, it's like you, that's the point where you actually make an effort to try and find out whose it was. You know, no, you're sort of going, no, well, okay, just put it in your pocket. Well, no, if you just found a tenner on the floor, you'd pick it up. But yeah. if, you know, I'm finding a lot of one P's and two P's, somebody else finds a tenner, I'm never going to be able to beat that unless I find a tenner as well. Well, yeah, that's how you do it. But then you need to hang around in the parts of town where people regularly drop and go, I'm not going to bother picking up. My life's too short to pick up a ten pound note exactly. off the floor. Exactly. You Whereas know. I was mostly walking around industrial estates in Hackney Wick, where there was nothing apart from dust. Oh, it's very interesting. Um, when uh, in last week's show, uh, mm. Mark Morris dropped a thousand a thousand dollars on the floor. What? Yes, uh, I recommend you listen to that. Um, uh, but yes, it's a uh, yeah. He and and it was indeed handed in. No way. In Cuba, yeah. So I will definitely listen to yeah. this show again. It is. It is. It is an excellent <laughs> um, story. And uh, but yes, but um, I do get students coming into the lost property office. Um, Asking me, they, they who have dropped a tenner. Yeah, has it been handed in? And it's like, <laughs> and the weird thing is, actually, sometimes it has been. You've yeah. got more chance of getting a tenner that's been dropped on the floor handed in than a MacBook charger. Everyone yeah. knows that if someone if someone's lost a MacBook charger, we never get them. They are they are like gold dust. Everyone knows they're worth about fifty quid. Um, yeah, and it's like it's amazing that that's the one thing that. It's, it's only the one thing that people lose the most, I guess, they leave them on the wall. and then it's. But it's also the one thing that never, ever gets handed in. Yeah, I guess sometimes losing money is actually less of a problem than losing an object and having to replace it. Yeah, well, there's, there's the hassle as well. Yeah. But, um, so um, uh, the next question is uh, more of a physical time. I mean, it's about losing yourself and not in the music, the moment you own it. You never, ever let it go, as Eminem would say. <laughs> but um, actually being lost. When uh, do you get lost again? Well... I have a, a a sort of stance on this, which is that I will never acknowledge that I'm lost. Right. Again, I, again quite a common stance, this one. Mm. But. So I've never been lost because, well, I always know where I am. Has, I just okay, don't necessarily know how to get to where I'm trying to go to. Let's restate that. Has there been a time when you've been in a strange place and whilst, of course, you knew where you were, mm-hmm. you didn't really know where that place was in relationship to anywhere else you needed to be or wanted to get to or had come from originally? Yes, there, there was an <laughs> okay, incident. That's when you were lost. Yeah, and it, this is the only time I probably would acknowledge genuine lostness. I'd gone uh, camping in Dorset. Along I'd the, recommend it to anyone. <laughs> get out. Get in the bin. Sorry. Um, but, um, yeah, we had, uh, the three of us had gone out to the cliffs, mm-hmm. daylight and sober, and we'd had a lovely afternoon, evening, getting quite drunk on the cliffs, and it got completely dark, and it came to the point where we had to get back to our tent. Things change when it's dark. Things change, and when you're drunk. <laughs> and when you're drunk. And we were, in my estimation, we ha- we needed to go two fields along and one field up, and then we'd be back. Right. We did that. We weren't back. Right. So it's a bit like a night's move. Um, yeah, in my, head that, in my head, that was how we got back, and mm. when it didn't work, I was completely lost essentially you were actually lost i've got you to admit it yeah i would no i i admit i was lost that time just that once but yeah we we then spent about two hours trying to travel quarter of a mile and um shouting at each other it was like an episode of hollyoaks right we we all massively fell out with each other and one of us tried to convince the other two to cross a disused quarry that she was convinced would take us to the campsite. Bearing in mind you hadn't crossed a disused quarry to get no, there. No, no we hadn't. Whilst it might have been the right way in a straight line, it's still probably not your best bet. No, I don't think three drunk girls should try and cross a 
quarry at night time. Well, even if they are filming Doctor Who down there. It exactly. It would be wrong. And we, we were in a field of cows at one point, but we couldn't see the cows because it was so dark. Mm. And then we were in a wood and then everyone was shouting. And then we did eventually get back to the campsite, but mm. we're all sort of so traumatised that we just went to bed and the next morning there was this unspoken agreement that we would never, never. speak of this. Again, well, apart from now. Were you, were you scared? Yeah. Um, no, I wasn't scared. I mean, you're, a country, you're a country girl, so you're not afraid of the country. No, but I was I was frustrated that we hadn't managed to find our way back because yeah. I, I pride myself on being quite good at being able to work stuff out and being quite practical. Yeah. And I was at the point where I was thinking about calling the Coast Guard to see if they could help. <laughs> Although I don't yeah. know what they'd have done. Where are you? Um, I don't know, but there's cows. So when, when was this? So this is, this is probably um, pre-phones kind of phones being super whizzy. But you yeah, had fun. yeah, yeah. It was uh, I don't know, maybe two thousand and seven, two thousand and six. Okay, so there wasn't. I mean, not GPS was, necessarily helps, but it, no, I could. I my phone was not an option. No, it was our wits, and we were basically witless. witless. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh right. well, I, I think now's the time to get on to your objects. Um, yeah, I think well, it's up to you, but I think the you seem to have brought up a poster of some form. Yeah, uh, which is really quite unusual <laughs> well it's horrible really shall I describe it yes without rustling too much no that's fine rustling's good because it, it shows it is real there's some rustling okay this poster is a blue and gold macaw from 0 to 12 weeks there's 18 images of it and the most striking thing about it is the fact that it's hideous basically until the final picture or the final two pictures I mean the first three absolutely fine it's just a picture of an egg right that's kind yeah Eggs sort no of slowly cracking. I think they've maybe done too many pictures of the egg because, you know, you get the picture, don't you? Eggs and egg. Uh, the next line is the hideous baby bird newly hatched from egg covered in little bits of pre-feather and a giant black eye that still has skin over it. I mean, because that's not the first time the words hideous and baby bird have been put together, but often that's been about the band. Yes. <laughs> And but the, yeah, I guess birds are interesting in that. Yeah, some of they're, the young are quite cute, but a lot of their young are hideous. Which I don't is, think there are any cute. I would say chicks. Well, but chicks even, yeah. and ducklings, but they take a while to yeah, be nice. They don't, they don't come out cute. They they still do. They have a moment of being featherless and yeah. I just say, can you describe that eye again? Because I think you're absolutely right about what. Well, it 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 looks like an olive underneath some sausage casing. <laughs> Attached to a dead bird. Uh, I mean, and they do, because, yeah, I mean, a, a baby bird does look kind of dead. It looks like... Yeah, all of these pictures look dead or sort of premature. I mean, they're not... It, is that because they're not moving? Because I might have to break it to you that that's how photos work. What? The photos are just a, a still moment in time. I don't know what nonsense you're talking about there, but these definitely look dead. Yeah. Um, no, they, they look like they're in sort of really weird poses, like arms all over... The, well, not arms, wings... And but yeah, I, I, yeah, and even the ones later on where it's growing a bit and it's got a bit of feathers. Birds don't get cute until quite a long time after birth. Yes, and I think other animals, like a baby giraffe or something. Oh, they're hilarious! They come out, they do their little yeah. funny leg thing. They're, they're precocious. They're, they're yeah. already done. They're ready to go. Yeah. Whereas birds, I mean, actually, once no. with most sort of mammals, once you've got the call off them. Mm. They're pretty cute, apart from actually humans. Um, they're pretty which cute. look like alien old men. Which are very odd, very yes. odd of babies. I mean, they all kind of look the same, but they're all kind of... And I'm sorry to my yeah. friends who've got young children, but 
pipes are ugly. Yeah. Uh, oh, pipes are a bit ugly. They get cuter later. They they grow into it. Yeah, but they definitely straight do. Straight away, they're kind of just, and they do look really disgruntled as well. Well, wouldn't you be? I suppose yeah. I've been comfortable, nice and warm, and now yeah. And then am. what's this nonsense? Are you expecting to sit in my own shit for days? Okay, oh, that's yeah. only my friends. Um, <laughs> so okay, I, I haven't quite seen this. Can you hold this up so I can yes. see it? I just want to see oh, if there's yeah. Oh yeah, that the bit, the hatching bit is the the head, as you say, is just like uh, is. Cthulic or Cthonic, I think is the actual term, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's from the deeps, and it's on a black background as well. So if you'd seen this down the Marianas Trench or something, you wouldn't be surprised. No, it is weird actually. It's the it's about the beak. Once the beak develops, yeah, the beak's there from the get go, pretty yeah. much. But once the beak develops properly and the eyes start developing, then it starts to. But it, yeah, that is that bit where the feathers come through. There's mm. this horrible bit where the feathers are coming through. And there's this blue tinge, tinge to it. But it's not there, and then suddenly it goes kind of. Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a parrot. Yeah. I'm a parrot. I'm now going to do amusing mimicry of people swearing. Yes. Because that's what parrots do. Well, they need to earn their living somehow. Yes. It's, um, I mean, I, I don't... It's laminated. It is laminated. Has it, or has it got any information at the very bottom? Is it just saying... Uh, it just says blue and gold macaw, ara, 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 something in Latin. Not yeah. 12 weeks, Fraser, Fraser White, 1992. I was around in 1992. This would not have been acceptable to me. My my gut feeling is that this is an educational aid rather than something that a teenage girl might have on her bedroom wall. Do you reckon? Unless she really likes parrots. No, it's um, more into horses. Like, um, of course, uh, parrots, or, well, birds, mm. maybe parrots, are the closest thing we have to dinosaurs. I can believe it. Uh, the that looks like a pterodactyl number image number nine. It does a bit, doesn't it? And yeah. um, you can see why why dinosaurs were so scary to the humans who shared the planet with them. Did that happen? No. Well, oh. films. Oh, right. Those. And there's some kind of grey area in Ice Age 3. But... Well, you know, all of history is a myth. Yes. You know, the the no... The denial of the Middle Ages happening and all that. Yeah, because well, it's hard to fit in everything in the amount of time that God gave us. Yeah. So well, quite. There's only been six thousand hours or something. something I can't. Like that, I can't remember what it is, but thanks God. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. He's, he's making it more concentrated. It's like, like mm. history is like lemon squash. But you know the conspiracy theory about the per- the denial of the Middle Ages. I'm not. I'm not aware of this conspiracy. Theory. There, there is. If you look on Wikipedia under conspiracy theories, there is one called Remember. Phantom Time Hypothesis. Phantom Time. Tell me more about the Phantom Time Hypothesis. Well, it it basically says that um, the Middle Ages didn't happen because we have no documentation really in the Dark Ages. We've got nothing. Right. To, to sort of say it happened. So people say, the, the well, not people, this one person. <laughs> yes, and a few believers. Yeah, thinks that the, the stretch from the Egyptians up to the Renaissance, basically, was just, in, just sort of happened over a slightly longer period of time. And the Middle Age bit didn't... Happen at all. Didn't happen at all. And, and they just they just moved, and one day they came up and they moved the calendar by 500 yeah. years. Exactly, and there's there's various bits of. I mean, that, that's evidence. plausible because they weren't very good at maths. There's yeah, various bits of. Uh, yeah. You let's use bunny ear scare quotes here. <laughs> yes, evidence. Um, well, well. I, I, I'm not going to assert the existence of anything that I have no direct proof of. No, quite. I mean, who knows what time is? Yeah, it but might I'm, it might have felt faster as well. Or yeah, because they didn't have clocks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And time flies when you're having fun. Doesn't strike me that the uh, the Dark Ages were that much fun. Well, they didn't exist, so they weren't. Yes, and mm. they didn't know better anyway because they didn't know that they could also be watching Veronica Mars or something. Yes. So, um, not that's my <laughs> definition of 
of the, of the pinnacle time. of well, you know, I enjoy like Veronica Mars, but it's not. I mean, for yeah. me, my my definition of the best time would be the Father Dowling mysteries. Really? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. Bosley, Sister Steve. Oh, happy days. Yeah. Bit more, bit more Balkan pop here. Another oh, yeah. track number, please. Uh, uh, seventeen. Ooh. Are they saving the best till near the last, or are they scraping the barrel? Let's find out. <laughs> I'm frogging around the room now to this, but obviously uh, there's matters of pith and moment to talk about instead. Oh, yeah. So yet again, uh, we'll let the Balkans... Um, bulk off. Bulk, well, we'll let them do their thing in the background. Um, as we talk about your second item, which I must admit is uh, as a gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? It is. Can you a, describe it to me, please? It is a cornucopia of absolute... Well, things that I don't really have any time for. It's called... We Moon 09 Gaia Rhythms for Women. How's women spelled? Uh, W-O-M-Y-N. Okay. Did I say that? No. I'm not very good at spelling words out there. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 that sounds right in as much as it yeah. sounds wrong, and that's what I expected from the way you yeah. pronounced it. But this this is a book for a, a kind of calendar for 2009 for women. And I I have huge problems with the uh, the respelling of certain words. Yes. In this sort of way because I don't think that language shapes reality to that extent I think no. if you're go- if you're going to be that bothered about something think of other ways to change the situation if we have gender inequality which we do changing the way we spell women not solving the problem it, I don't think it's you know, it's a it's a tangent to the yeah. issue um, and this this thing is full of mis, mis- I'm going to call them misspellings yeah you can, I think you're allowed um, to do that a number of things, including calling it We Moon, or as in Women, 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 Women. And then later on, there in there is a reference to humans, spelt as Who Moons. Who? How's that spelled? H U hyphen M O O N S. Who Moons? Who Moons? The Who Moons? Who Moons? The Who Mooners? The well, Who Moon? Who in? Who indeed? Who? So it's, I'm assuming this is this is very keen on the linking of the moon 
Yeah, the moon is. Um, there was a bit somewhere about the. Well, there's quite a lot of bits about <laughs> the moon actually. Um, it's very keen on the cycle, the, the the lunar cycle. I'm guessing as a as a as a calendar stroke diary. Yes, and I th- it does in the diary bit, which I've lost. Yeah, it tells you what the moon is doing at each point, and then there's some other symbols and things, which I I don't know what they are. And they've they've decided to give each day of the week. They have written it in English, but then they've written it for each different week. They've written it in a different language, but I don't know which language. Right. Well, can you give me run us through those the words then the replacement words for I, well, I'll Monday. Try. Monday killer chore. Do you want just Mondays? Yeah, give us a few Mondays. Okay, Monday is killer chore. Juma tattoo. Lunes, so Spanish there. Yeah. Uh, akahi. Huh. I've run out of weeks. Uh, that's, that's good. Is that in the in the lunar in the wee moon cycle? Yeah, that, that's. I think like, that. The cover of the book is. Uh, it's an owl. It's a terrifying owl. <laughs> Can't find it now. Oh no, there, there's another owl. I mean, it's full colour printed all the way through, so it's got lots of um, uh, lots of. It has poor illustrations. Let's say it has got lots of illustrations of wee moons and things and thing. Basically, I, have you ever been to Totnes? No, I haven't. I haven't had the joy. Totnes. Oh, no, I have. Sorry, I have been to Totnes, yes. It of course have you have, yeah. It doesn't have a cost of coffee. <laughs> They're very keen on the lack of chains there, apart yeah. from the huge Mor- Morrisons. It has, oh, on the other hand, a lot of shops selling this kind of stuff. Very yes. new age, very... Crystals. Crystals, tie-dye, the rabbit spirit, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, the rabbit spirit. And this book would not be remotely out of place there. It's kind of, you'll get off the train, I'll give you this. This is your handbook. This is, you need to yeah, know this. Yeah, this all, and things like, oh, so they've re, rewritten, there's a poet, there's lots of poems. Yes, there are but lots of poems in there. This one has got the word word healing, but mm-hmm. they've, they've changed it so it's sheeling. Oh, yeah. I see what they've done there. I, I it's really poor I think it's actually powerfully hitting home and uh, sort of you know really demonstrating the the ability that women have to heal and their inner natures mm, and yeah. the, the words need to reflect that because you know so you've kind of changed your mind from where you started in this conversation and now you're completely won over by uh, this book and all it stands for yes <laughs> no of course I am not it's terrible it's Is it any, it's anything, all... anything you want to do a quick reading from in there before we yeah uh... I do I'm, I'm trying to find it but I'm failing to find it I did turn the pages down so that yeah. you know it, I mean it, it's all gold yeah, oh, yeah exactly. it really it's is just, all it's... gold um, okay well there, there's this bit that okay this kind of is just I just laughed at this bit. Yeah. Okay, the traditional crone goddess standing at the crossroads is Hecate, the triple goddess of the past, present, future, who in her wisdom looks always at once. In quantum physics, the hovering of an electron in all dimensions of possibility is what propels the leap to a new nuclear orbit. On our front cover is the owl. <laughs> I, I think I think I think they ha- they easily link all three things together there <laughs> yeah. magically in a way that it's it's not only is there the the Heartfelt superstition or the mm-hmm. heartfelt belief. There's the scientific proof and an owl. And I, I think when you say proof, yeah, it is. If you refer to quantum it's physics, proof. it's there. It's there. Yeah, it's 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 easily done. Um, I'm going to let you make, make you put that away now because yeah, otherwise you would you'd be there I'm happy forever. To, yes. Happy to. So here comes the here comes the bit that I like to call the profound part of the show, <laughs> uh, and the bit that people have the hardest bit. Of. Mm. What has been lost to humanity or lost to the world, which if it was refound or rediscovered, would make the world a better place. Well, as you know from earlier, I was having a lot of terrible, terrible, 
Yeah. I think my ability to talk properly would be a good thing to be <laughs> regained. Um, I was struggling with this because I, I couldn't really think of anything because I don't have a very good memory. But mm. I thought about it in terms of the future. In the future, we're not going to have paper clips, and I think that'll be sad. But do you think paper clips will really die out? Yes, we'll, we'll all have paperless offices. And I mean, we've been saying we've been talking about paperless offices for years, and it's still but it's happening. It is happening. It's, it's getting slow. there. Slow. I, I probably do have less paper clips now than I've ever had at any point in my working career. Wow. But so. the, I think that's the trend now. We're not going to have paper clips, and there's going to be loads of different bits of office stationery that gradually become completely obsolete and. I don't think it'll actually be a problem. So I didn't choose anything to do with that. I, you know the paperclip I'm, I'm pleased to have lost? Yes. That one, you know the one I mean, the one from uh, from Mugs of Word and, and Windows. You appear to be writing a letter. <laughs> Would you like me to really, really annoy you? <laughs> Tapping on the screen. Yeah. You know you can change it to a puppy. Yes, the, the puppy was even more annoying. So. Yeah, Would terrible. you like me to help you? No, what, you just, just I kind of it. wanted it to like be a weeing puppy like if you yeah. made a mistake it would go and wee on yeah. the screen second instance of wee in this, I don't this think recording. Microsoft are really into that well no it's um, Nintendo who are more about the wee <laughs> very good but that wasn't what you were going to say no anyway. no it wasn't you've managed to do um, a two for one again you crafty minx <laughs> uh, no I came up with something fairly um, mundane actually which is bins on train station platforms mm. I think it would be really just really useful if they existed and on trains, like proper decent sized bins rather than small useless containers, people generate rubbish. They do. You know, we're probably not going to put bombs in it. It's fine. Let's have well, bins. You could have bomb proof bins. Yeah, exactly. You know, make them, or, or, or bins that detect bombs. Because Super it, bins. Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> there must be something that you could do to. I mean, it may be a little bit more expensive than a simple bin. <laughs> but, you know, or you make it so that. You know, I, Certainly, when the when the trains are covered with metros in the morning, yeah, and people leave them. Now, how how do you deal with the metro issue? Now, obviously, your commute isn't very long, no. but and you don't use the tube. But when let's say you're on the tube and you have a <laughs> have a evening standard or a mm-hmm. or a metro, what, mm-hmm. what's your? But not City AM. Not City. <laughs> Oh, there's nothing worse than City. You look at it, oh, really? I mean, you, we do down Metro, we do down the standard. But yeah, but... There's a subtle, implicit City AM is the most tedious thing in the world in there. Yeah. But if we could, oh, maybe I should have an extra question. Is there something we could lose from society? What, and the answer is City AM. City AM, yeah. yeah. So when, when, when you finish your trip and you've had your Metro and you've flipped through it, mm. what do you do with it? Do you take it with you? No, I, I leave it for the next person. Yeah. I think the metro is a communal item. It's exactly. like umbrellas. Yeah. You can you leave them on public transport, it's fine. You'll find another one on public transport. Yeah. Metro is the same. But at the end of the day, you do have an awful lot of metros that I don't know what they do with them. I, I would hope they recycle, but I imagine maybe not. I had I went through a brief period, <laughs> it's a wacky world I live in, <laughs> of uh, taking metros home at the end of the day and then yeah. about a month and a half later dropping them back on the tube <laughs> and then seeing people, people and seeing how far they'll get into it for, there's something weird here what's going on that I don't know why you stopped doing that game. well because I didn't get many and it was I'd, I'd, I'd seen most of the reactions you get which is up to about page five and mm. then bemuddle, befu- bemuddlement befusement befusement bemuddlement <laughs> um, something confusion and then looking at the date and so and yeah. then realising yeah I'd still read it yeah, I would. I would as well. Maybe not monthly. If I could do a year, I did. I did get a um, in one of the yeah. in lost property. We got a whole load, a bag of stuff which had a um, guardian in it, which was four years old. And it was. Mm. And the thing about it is, one, it was. It was just after they changed the guardian to the Berliners format, so yeah. it was a really big guardian. And I dropped that on the tube. That was about the end of my project. Right? And the people person couldn't even 
open it. They couldn't work out what to do. Because they couldn't understand a broadsheet. Yeah, it was like it was too broad for them. Now they didn't do that. And, you know, obviously, no one reads the Telegraph, so it's not not an issue. No. So, okay, so we'll say bins on on train station platforms yes. and tube tube platforms in particular. I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah, proper bins. Proper bins for proper rubbish. Very sensible. Eminently sensible. Yeah. Well, you know me. I'm a very sensible person. You are indeed. Mm. And let's hope that your uh, sensitivity and sensibility will help you find that fifty peso coin as well. It's got to be somewhere. It's got to be in your flat somewhere. I mean, matter doesn't just stop existing. It's somewhere. You're right. Yeah. I have to believe in whatever that law is. Yeah. Uh, the entropy? law of... Yeah, no, well, entropy, entropy. Will, says it will be destroyed again, but quite slowly, so you'll be all right there. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna say thank you very much for turning up in the Lost Property Office. Are we going to play one more track off the CD? Lovely. Well, thank you for having me. Which it's track would pleasure. you like to hear? <laughs> Does it really matter? Seven. <laughs> you, are you suggesting that they all sound <laughs> a bit the same? No. That wouldn't be racism if you did that. Okay, thank you very much, Alex. And um, (laughs) next week there will be someone else who hasn't uh, answered my emails yet. Bye.